KT, you can change. Every single one of us. You can make it. You can. And for some of you, it'll be a struggle. For some of you, it'll be difficult. But I want to talk to you just for a few minutes, only a few minutes. And then we're going to ask as many of you who want to receive prayer, to receive prayer. About, I'm going to talk to you tonight about three modes of change, three beliefs that you've got to have in your life if you're going to change. And, you know, there'll be some people sitting here tonight and think, I don't need to change. Or maybe just a little bit. Well, whatever, whatever degree of change that you want, whether you just want to improve, you're going to have to believe some things about God. And you're going to have to believe some things about you. The first thing to believe is that he does make beautiful things. That actually God doesn't make just average things. God takes average, takes ordinary, and makes something more out of that. I can tell you from my own background that God does that. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there's a wonderful verse in verse 11, and it says this. You have made everything beautiful in its time, and you've also set eternity in human hearts, yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. If you're going to change, you have to believe that God wants you shaped beautifully. When I use the word beautiful about some of you, it's a pain to you. It's something whereby you're, you're kind of saying, well, that's a bit sissy, that's a bit mamby, that's a little bit not manly, but God wants you beautiful. He makes everything beautiful in his time. If you're going to change, you have to know that you were meant for more than just everything that this world can offer. You were meant for more than anything that this world can offer. You have eternity in your heart. Has anybody seen that guy on TV? He's like the cleverest man. I think his name Brian Cox, Dr. Brian Cox. You know, he does all this stuff about the universe and stuff. He's like the cleverest person I've ever seen. But you know why he's studying all that? You know why he's reaching out for all that? You know why he's trying to understand all that? You know why he's put his intelligence, intelligence on the line for all that? You know why that when you look up at the stars at night and just wonder, man, it really is vast? You know why that you want to do things? You know why that you've got dreams and hopes and ambitions? It's because God has set eternity in your heart. He has put something in you, whether you believe in him or not tonight, he has put a longing and a yearning and a stretching and a moving for things greater than yourself. And he set that in your heart. And you can maybe cover it over and you can stuff that hole with drugs and alcohol and you can stuff that hole with career and you can stuff that hole with toxic relationships but eventually that eternity in your heart is going to yearn and reach out and begin to say, let me free. And you have to believe that you were made for more than this, much more than this. And as Christians tonight, we could think that our Christianity and our God is contained by this box where we meet. And God is saying, I am so much more than this, although this is so precious. 
He makes beautiful things. He makes wonderful things out of human beings that are frail. If you're going to change, you have to begin to believe, well, God, I want that. I want that. If you've got a Bible, turn with me to Psalm chapter 103, because I want to read you two important verses, because the second mode of change, verses 13 and 14, I just want to read it to you. If you are going to change, you have to believe that even though you're frail, that God wants to minister and move with you. Listen to these verses. It says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed and remembers that we are dust. If you are going to change, you have to understand that God knows there are times when you are frail. And that in our celebrity Instagram world, where Instagram world is so perfect, God sees beneath the surface. He sees it when Marenike is uh, at her lowest point and gives her a song that leads her out of it. He sees it when there's opposition for Gina and gives her a song to lead her against it. God knows you are dust. God knows every one of our weaknesses. He knows it. He knows it. And yet he still can change and minister to you. If you're going to change, understand that God hasn't got this standard whereby you have to reach up to him. Actually, God reached down to you and became flesh and blood. In fact, the Bible says he pitched his tent in our neighborhood. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. He tabernacled amongst us. He became like we are. He knows what you're like. And I know you're great. I know you're talented. I know you've got lots of good things about you. But in those moments when you're feeling frail, understand that God knows that. Because he makes beautiful things out of the dust. And lastly tonight, you can be made new. Now, I'm not just saying an improved version of yourself. There was a part of my life that was dead. And it could not come alive until God touched it. And there's a part of your life that was absolutely dead and there was no hope of it coming alive. You couldn't have gone on a course and said, well, if I learn a bit more, then I'll become better. You had to have a touch from God. And there might be some people tonight who say, you know what, I might check out this Christianity thing, but let me tell you, please do that, and please ask your questions, please have your journey, but there's going to become a moment when you have to receive something from God where he absolutely touches you and changes you. I think I might have told you this before, and you know, it's a sign of age when you tell your stories again, although I might have told the staff at, at KT, my wife, Kathy, can I talk about her? She'll be watching online anyway, so this is not a secret, but we went to the Sistine Chapel. You know in the Sistine Chapel, it's got all these lovely paintings, but it's got that one with the two, you know, the finger of God and the finger of Adam reaching together, and Kathy's really bored. And I'm like looking up there, wow, this is just great, a finger of God, finger of Adam, this is great. And Kathy's just like, oh man, let's get out of here, this is so boring, there's all these, you know. 
I'm thinking, you know, you're in the greatest artistic thing in the world, Kathy, and you're bored. It's hard to impress my wife. <laughs> but some of you, God's trying to touch you. And you're dismissing it. God's trying to change something. And you're, even as a Christian, you know, he's trying to touch your life and you're dismissing it. And in a sense, we need the, all need the humility and the yieldingness to say, make me new. It's a great wisdom in accepting that we've all had influences that mold us. We've all had backgrounds. We've all had fathers or mothers or lack of. They have molded you. And there will be some inheritance that you have received. But the essential idea of Scripture and of faith and of Christianity is that there is a deep fabric change no matter what your background in Jesus. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And I wonder whether you as a Christian tonight are a little bit tired of the Christian treadmill and you need to say, God, touch me again. Make me new. I want your new, I need your new. I want that fresh. If you will change, you have to feed the things that are good for you and starve the things that are killing you. It's a scriptural principle. You have to feed that which is giving you life and starve those things that are killing you. Three things tonight. God wants to make you beautiful. God doesn't just want to improve you. He wants to absolutely fashion your life and your purpose into something that he will make wonderful. Secondly, God knows that you are dust. He knows that you can be weak at times. He knows that, and yet he doesn't give up on you. But if you'll just stand with me for a moment, if you will. Third thing is, he makes things new. He does. And in a sense, I know that you might be thinking tonight, well, Pastor Mark's speaking to those people who may not be Christians tonight. Pastor Mark may be speaking to those people who perhaps are investigating faith, but actually, I want to speak to some of the Christians here tonight. Has it become a little bit old and tired have you put yourself under pressure so much that you're thinking, you know what, I, I need to be more perfect than, than I really am. And yet God is saying, I know you and I want to work with you. Have you had some knockbacks in your Christian life where you think, you know what, I don't know whether I, I will actually, you know, if I was two years in being a Christian, I'd really believe you tonight, Pastor Mark. I'd really believe that I could be beautiful in God. But actually, I, I've had so many disappointments, I'm not sure I believe that anymore. I wonder if we could break that thinking tonight. I still believe that the best version of me is being formed after all these years in Christ. I'm giving up that hope. How about you? 
How about you tonight? I wonder if you could say, I want you to change me, God. I want you to deepen your work in my life. I want you to begin to shape me again. I want to catch my second wind. I want to have my swan song. I want the, the latter temple to be greater than the former temple. I want that. I want depth and riches in you. Let me encourage you to keep seeking God for those things.